Podcast. It's Build a Big Podcast, the marketing podcast for podcasters. David Hooper with you. I talk about building an audience, building your authority, spreading your message via audio, making money with that message. If you're interested in that, you are in the right place. Bigpodcast.com is the website. On this episode, I'm talking about a way to build rapport with your audience, but also with the people that you work with, also with guests, giving them a memorable experience unlike anything at least most podcasters are doing. I'm going to tell you, we're going to have more people start doing it. (laughs) It's certainly not a common thing. And it is a good opportunity because if you're like me and the shows that I do, the people that I interview are interviewed all the time. And if you're doing remote interviews, those remote interviews can kind of seem like Groundhog Day because you're in the same place, you're talking to somebody, it's the same questions, day after day after day, you're doing the same thing over again. Or if you're like me and you're doing in-person interviews as well, I'm working out of a radio station. And that radio station, it's pretty similar to a lot of radio stations. You're going to walk into it. You're going to see the same equipment. You're going to see different people. It's in an old car factory. So that's kind of cool. But you want to do what you can to give your guests a different experience, make it memorable. I always hear podcasters say, why is the guest that I interviewed not talking about this podcast with his or her audience? That's the reason you didn't give somebody a memorable experience. You give somebody a good experience, make them look good. They're going to go out and tell everybody. Before I get into it, I want to say that this podcast is brought to you by Riverside.fm. Riverside is the leading remote platform to record studio quality remote podcasts and also video. I still prefer remote podcasting right now. It is still a risk for us to be in an enclosed space with a lot of people. With the shows that I do, four or five people in a really small space, eight by eight, 10 by 10. Because of the sound, we don't have air running. And I've seen it happen over the last couple of years, more than a few times, unfortunately, that that has caused people to get sick. I don't want you to get sick. I want you to stay well. You've got a message to spread. You need to be well to be able to do that. And fortunately, we have options. Let me tell you something that Riverside.fm has. They've got what they call producer mode. Imagine Zoom. Get on a Zoom call. And you've got all these faces staring at you. And you're just trying to connect with one of them. All those faces looking at you. They're looking at you. They're looking at the guest. It can be intimidating for both you and the guest. When I'm in an in-person studio, like I said, four or five people. I've got my engineer. I've got a publicist. I've got a producer. I've got a couple guests. Only two of us have mics. A lot of times the publicist will be distracted. The engineer's working the board. The producer, he's taking down notes about the episode. So more or less, even in a room full of people, it's just me and the guest. You don't have that on a remote interview. Most of the time when you're doing a remote interview, you've got all those faces staring at you and you don't know what they're doing. They might not even introduce themselves. That's why Riverside.fm, they've got something called producer mode. You can have your producer, your engineer, publicist, join the session, watch from backstage without ever being seen or recorded. So it seems to the guest and it seems to you, even though you know it, it's like a two-way mirror. It seems like it's just the two of you. And it's so much easier to have this intimate connection that's going to be memorable and it's going to get your audience what your audience wants. Beyond that, Riverside.fm has high quality recording. It's going to make your podcast sound great. It's going to be just like being in the same room. If you want to check it out, got a free trial for you. They're going to give you enough time to do an interview or two. Try it. It's not going to cost you a thing. It's Riverside.fm. If you decide to stick it out, and I think you're going to want to because it's so easy to use. It's easy as Zoom, but more powerful, better on the guest, and certainly better sounding you're going to want to use this code. It's Big Podcast, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. You're going to try it for free, but when you use that code, Big Podcast, one word, you get 15% off if you want to do the paid plan.
So go there, try it out. Riverside.fm, get that 15% off using the code B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, big podcast. Let's talk about building rapport with your guests, building rapport with the people that you work with, and also building connection with the audience that's listening to you. On the last episode, we're talking about podcast turnoffs. These were comments that were sent in via Twitter. One of the things that kept coming up was people don't like chit-chat. People like you to get to the point. Inside jokes. A lot of people think they're funnier than they are. <laughs> All right, I laughed at that. Is that bad? <laughs> it's an issue for podcasters. At the same time, if you're going to bring your authentic self, if you're going to bring your personality, if you're going to cut up with your co-host, have fun with a guest, maybe if it's off topic, it would be nice if there's a place for that because that can make the guest have a good time. It makes you have a good time. Your co-hosts, they have a good time. It could be that what you're recording, it's not bad. It just isn't meant for the episode that you came in to do. I saw this all the time when I was in music. You may have seen this. These reissue albums that come out, a great one that I can think of, the 25th anniversary of Thriller, Michael Jackson, comes out 82, 83, huge album, biggest selling album of all time. And there was a song by a guy named Michael Sambello. You might know him because he did the song Maniac from Flashdance. Maniac, Maniac, you know that one? Yeah. Well, he's a songwriter and he wrote a song for Michael Jackson. Can you imagine that? You're on the album, everything's good. Hey, it's Michael Jackson. You know this is going to be huge. It gets pulled. <laughs> Multi-million dollar deal down the drain. It was a great song, but it wasn't part of the album. It didn't fit the mold of the complete album. Great song, standalone stuff, just like the content we're talking about with you. Just didn't fit the entire episode. So they put it out on the bonus 25th anniversary issue. That's what I'm telling you that you can do with this kind of content. I talked about how this can build rapport with the people that you're working with. Let me go back into my radio history. I'd done radio in the 90s, started in 91 as a student at the University of Memphis. Was in and out of radio for a few years, kind of took a break, but went back in 2005 for a show that I still host today called Music Business Radio. It was a little weird for me because I was coming in as a marketing guy. That was really what I did. I wasn't a radio host per se, but I was working with radio people. I was working with a producer. I was working with guys that were there at the station almost 24 hours a day. I mean, these guys were hardcore radio people and they loved it. My engineer, he was the midday guy. His name is Dan Buckley. You'll know him if you're in Nashville. I've never met a guy who needed to be and wanted to be in radio as badly as Dan does. I mean, when you think about radio guy, that's Dan Buckley. So I was working with these guys and they were really propping me up, to be honest with you. I was a good talker. That's how I got the gig. I had specialized knowledge. That's how I got the gig. But I didn't have the radio background and they were helping me out. I've talked here about how I learned so much from Dan about talking over people and listening to people and being linear in my thoughts and Gary about how he organized the show, produced the show, IDs, all these little things that I had no idea about going in. And we were putting out the show. It's me, Dan, and Gary. And I'm getting these compliments. Oh man, you're such a great host, <laughs> which is nice. But the reality is, is that it wasn't just me. It was me being backed by these guys, Dan and Gary. And a lot of that, by the way, happened after the show. We'd get a guest in, get a guest out, and we'd sit down and we would talk about how the show went. 
all right, how'd you feel about this? I like this line of question. You did really well here. Here's what you can improve on. Sort of an air check. But at the same time, we're talking to music business people, record industry people. So I thought, man, you know, this would be really interesting because I'm a marketing guy in the music industry. That's why I'm here. Gary's a writer, publisher. He owns a studio. Dan's working with musicians all the time. Maybe we have our own music business radio. We'll call it The Post Show and give commentary and talk about what was discussed on the show we just did. We can release it as the podcast before the full episode comes out, kind of hype the show. Like, hey, we just did this episode with Beth Nielsen Chapman. She wrote for Faith Hill, Tanya Tucker, Trisha Yearwood. Wasn't that a crazy story about her getting that Faith Hill cut? Cut, by the way, it's when an artist records a song that you've written. This is one of those things like roll up the windows. <laughs> we don't actually roll up a window anymore. A cut means it was a track that was cut to vinyl or back in the day it was actually acetate. Anyway, that's what I mean by cut. So we did it. We're having the conversations anyway. It made me feel good to bring these guys in, showing that it wasn't just me doing this show, that I was having a lot of help. Because I believe in showcasing the people that you're working with. It's not just you. And it was also one of the things that we ended up bringing the artist in sometimes. Like Beth Nielsen Chapman, for example. That's why I mentioned her. Because we've only got 54 minutes of time to talk to these guys. And I'm bringing in people that have had 20, 30, 40, 50 years of experience. We can't get everything in there. And our minds are ticking. And producer Gary's thinking, oh, you should have asked this. And engineer Dan's thinking, man, I'm curious about this. We asked her, we said, would you mind doing, we'll call it an XXL episode, a post-show show with us, where we simply talk about your first cut or advice for beginning songwriters. We can make those into standalone episodes, not for the broadcast show, that's already done, but for the podcast to promote the broadcast show. So she said yes. So we basically started taking those post-show conversations, sometimes with the guest, sometimes without the guest, and making a standalone podcast episode just of that conversation. Showed my personality in a different way, introduced Gary. It showed Dan in a new way. The people who listened to the flagship station, they already knew him as a music jock, but they didn't know the other work that he was doing. Anyway, it ended up being a super cool thing. And on the last episode, when the topic of chit-chat and banter and inside jokes, when that came up as being a turnoff, I agreed. But that's within your official episode. When it comes to social media content, when it comes to YouTube, or something that you're going to attach to an end of a podcast episode, it's great content. The other thing that's cool about this idea is if you're doing something with a live studio audience or you've got listeners that love the show and they're coming into the studio with you, and we used to do this all the time. We used to bring a listener or two in. You can imagine being a songwriter and I've got somebody like Beth Nielsen Chapman. And again, dozens of hits, Willie Nelson, Alabama, mentioned Faith Hill, Tanya Tucker, Trisha Yearwood. If you're an upcoming songwriter, you would just love to be in the same room with her so we could make that happen. We would open up the mics on these post-show shows to our listeners where they could ask guests questions. No pressure. It's a laid-back environment. There were no edits on the post-show show. That's how laid-back it was. Anyway, I wanted to bring that up because I don't see a lot of podcasters doing it. Sometimes you'll see it in radio. Sometimes you'll see morning shows where they're prepping. They've got three hours in the morning and they've got all this prep. And sometimes you go long. These last couple of episodes that I've done about turnoffs, I've done two already. I'll probably do three or four even. There's so many of them. You just can't get through them within a 20, 30-minute, hour, two hours, three-hour rotation. So you got to come back or you want to hit it on a post-show show. That's what a lot of morning shows do. They do the exact same thing that we're doing. And it's the exact same thing that you can do. Breaking news, any kind of bonus content, 
Breaking news is a great opportunity for this. Something that's timely, it needs to get out. You don't want it to affect your evergreen episodes or change your schedule. So breaking news is perfect for this. I've talked about Riverside.fm being a sponsor of the show. One of the things you can do via Riverside.fm, once you tape your show, if you want to switch your remote connection over to a stream where you can invite audience members, invite special guests, you can actually flip that switch, make that happen, and do all this remotely. Now that's really going to hype your episode. Think about that. You open this thing up to YouTube, Twitch, wherever you're streaming. You've got a big celebrity in your guest chair. What? Wow, you're doing an interview with her? You're doing an interview with him? You keep it laid back. You answer a few audience questions. You tease it and say, for the full episode, we just finished it. We've got to edit it. We're going to get it to you. Go to bigpodcast.com slash subscribe, wherever you have your subscribers go. That's going to get you more subscribers. And you know subscribers, this is a stat that just came out. They listen to four times as much content as non-subscribers. So that's going to build your audience right there. So consider this. I call it the post-show show. It's a lot of fun. It's a way for you to build a rapport with other people on your team. Get buy-in from them. Also, regarding what I talked about earlier, giving your guests a different experience than they're going to get on the other podcasts that they're interviewed on. You're going to keep it fun. You're going to keep it light. You're giving them more content, more attention, more traffic, more book sales, more album sales, whatever it is that they're looking for by being on your podcast. You're giving them all of that by doing maybe, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes of a post-show show. Consider it. If you want more information from me, I've got it at bigpodcast.com. And here's how to subscribe so you can get more of these episodes delivered to your phone or however you're getting your podcast whenever they are out. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. I've got three buttons and a QR code for you. One for iPhone, one for Android, RSS feed. And I've got that QR code. You can scan with your phone. It takes the podcast directly to your phone. You can take Build a Big Podcast with you in your car to the gym, wherever it is that you go. Do it now before you forget, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Thank you for listening. Get that post-show show going. Let me know about it. Reach out to me. And I'll see you on the next episode of Build a Big Podcast.